We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Gentlemen, ladies, anyone who is NB, Pikachu and Charmander, the audio performance you are about to enjoy discusses casinos and gambling. We do not recommend gambling with money you cannot afford to lose or that is needed to pay bills. If you have a gambling problem, contact your problem gambling hotline. If you do not know how to contact your problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that number for you and provide it to you. Our host's past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including his own. All materials presented here are based on actual facts. Names and dates are changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Some events unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. It is, it's me, it's T-R-G. They call me tutor. They call me sensei. They call me him. They call me coach. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. They call me teacher, but I'm a student. Maybe professor. It's all the same. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not... My name is the Ramblin' Gambler, and I am the advocate for... Well, all of you, actually. I very much want anyone interested in being good at the game of casino gambling to to benefit, to win, to understand what's going on. Put any name on me that you would like. I am just a gambler trying to share what he knows with other gamblers and learn from them in return. Welcome to episode 114 of our Casino Combat Podcast. If this is your first time joining me, Thank you so very much. I appreciate the gift of your time. If this is your next time, welcome back. Let me just say the absurd part right up front for those of you that are new. Follow along, pay attention, dig into the materials on our website, casinocombat.com. Pull up the boot camp playlist on our YouTube channel. Spell combat and camp with a K to make things easier and you can learn to beat the game of casino gambling. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if you can. Because in many cases, I don't know you. But let me say it a different way. I know people that have. There are listeners who have listened, who have learned, who have applied what I have taught, and who have gone out and replicated my results and done very well. It is possible with skill and learning and knowledge to apply the things you learn here and benefit regularly from going to a casino. And that can mean different things to different people. That could be visiting a resort once a month, having your room and various food and entertainment comped, and finishing the year having a bit more or a bit less than what you started with in your gambling and entertainment budget. That's a casino combat win. This can also mean going to Las Vegas or Atlantic City for the first time, walking the boardwalk or the strip, and gambling with purpose and technique, and going home with a profit. That can mean gambling five days a week like it's a job, and paying bills with your winnings. 
All of those options are possible. We have listeners, we have members of our squad doing that each and every month. In fact, you can meet them in our Facebook group, Casino Combat Squad. You can find them getting to know each other on Instagram or Twitter because they follow at Gambler Ramblin. All of those links, all of that information are on the website to make it easy for you to find us. Okay, I mentioned social media a couple times there, mentioned some other online stuff. Let me do the required begging that all online creators must do. It's, I don't know, it's in the bylaws somewhere. I'm just aware of it. So please, 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 if you can, and if you see our stuff online, contribute a star, a like, a share, a subscribe, a thumbs up, a positive comment, just anything you could possibly share. Please, please, please. Okay, enough, enough. I fulfilled the begging requirement. Uh Sarcasm and jokes aside, those things really, really do help the podcast grow. The reality is that so many of you do that for us every day, every time we put something us. It has helped us grow. We are growing. Our squad continues to expand. There continue to be more and more of us because you do what you do, and it's something only all of you can do. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It remains absolutely true. If I try to tell people what I do and that it works, they are terrified. 98% of people that I encounter that I start to have a conversation with, they're terrified. They're convinced I'm trying to harm them in some way. What I say is so outrageous and so unbelievable to the random person that we never get off Jump Street. We, we never get get off the mark. And if you guys say that you like it and you listen and it worked, people believe you because you're talking about something you've experienced. You're talking about something you found online and it works for you. It's like someone telling us, hey, I went to this restaurant and the food is really good and I go back. Everybody goes, oh, well, they like the food. So if the chef tells you, you should come eat my food, it's really good. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. And what's he charging? Somebody else says, worth every penny, you're, you're thinking more about it. You're thinking more about going. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, never doubt that myself, Billy with the great last name, and T-Rex are so very grateful and appreciative for each and every one of those little online reactions that you do and the contribution that it makes to what we're trying to do for all of us. I have a huge, enormous, amazing, deserving of its own segment, bit of news from the Casino Combat Galaxy for you in this episode. Maybe the biggest news about the squad that I have ever had the privilege of sharing. I'm going to wait and do that in the virtual VIP lounge to end the episode. I'm not going to put it here at the beginning. I'm going to put it where it belongs as the finale of this episode. Please stick around. One of our squad mates has accomplished something really, really amazing and unique and has expanded the podcast in the process. Guardian and the Jet have not checked in. The Legends of Lehigh are A-W-O-L. Let's just jump right into the rest of the battle plan. I had a useful prompt from a member of our squad, and I'm going to share that prompt and my response in a questions my sons ask segment. And we're going to do that to start things off. Then I'm going to do that PhD level core concept segment that we didn't get a chance to do back in episode 112. That will be followed by a moment of casino wisdom so that we can talk about an advanced way to apply one of our very simple casino wisdoms and I think draw some value out of that. After that, I will do a results segment and share observations and outcomes from a couple of weeks of gambling. I've just finished a really tough April. So this is two weeks of trying to get out of a spin, see if I can get out of a spin. 
As I mentioned, as I said before, we will finish up with a very special virtual VIP lounge segment before closing out with the Casino Combat theme song. That's it. Pretty simple, pretty direct battle plan, but some pretty important things, some pretty advanced things I want to share, and and then a bit of a celebration in the virtual VIP lounge. Okay, here we go. Questions my sons ask. What? 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 My sons ask questions about gambling. Listeners ask questions about gambling. Occasionally, strangers ask questions about gambling. Our question today comes from a listener who is a friend of the podcast, a true squad mate that regularly sends notes and feedback. He came to the squad with a self-chosen handle, call sign, nickname, whatever you want to call it. Something from his real life, not something from the podcast. And I've tried to respect that in our conversations. And I'll get to his question in a minute, but what he doesn't know, what is going to be a surprise for him, news that I am breaking right here, is that it's just really not his official podcast call sign. I've been, I've tried to get past this in my own head, and I just, I can't. <laughs> I'll get to the question in a minute, but the very moment that I got my first email from this listener, that very first moment, I just, I knew we were all going to click in the good way, not in the way that spelled with a Q. Not just he and I, but all of us, ECE, ACE, Equine Ensign, VCPD, all of all of the us that makes up the people that I interact with regularly. I could just see all of us in the bar, maybe in Atlantic City, and, and he walks in, and from the first moment I read that first email, I knew that my reaction, if that were a real moment, would be... And in that first moment, Nakatomi Tony became part of the squad. And in that moment, Nakatomi Tony became part of the squad. So I'm sorry, my dude. I know you have other names. That's not your name. (laughs) But you are always going to be Nakatomi Tony to me. Let's get to the question he sent over. And yes, I'm activating the power of the Casino Combat Ring and changing some names here. So Nakatomi Tony says, TRG, I'm listening to episode 85. To maybe refresh your memory, in this episode, you talked about how often you are up one unit before losing seven, since being up one unit happens very often. And this got my mind thinking. In the past, that has gotten me into trouble, but I digress. I told you, what a fit. Recently, I've been thinking about learning Baccarat since the house edge is minimal. I already use BetMGM for sports. BetMGM has live dealer Baccarat for a $1 minimum. This could be an interesting bankroll builder, although the unit size would have to be larger than $1. Each morning, try and win one unit using TRG2 and then quit for the day. Lather, rinse, repeat each day. By the end of the month, you could be up a decent amount for very little work. My question is this. Do you use any of the million or so different sure thing, signals, patterns, methods, or just put it on banker and play the short term? My guess is the latter, but I would like to hear your thoughts. Looking forward to meeting up in Atlantic City in July, Nakatomi Tony. And obviously, he didn't, he didn't sign it that way. That's me using the ring, everybody. Uh, and I am so looking forward to meeting him in Atlantic City. We are, uh, this is not going to be evergreen content. If you listen to this uh, anytime after July of 2023, this is uh, meaningless. But we are, Mrs. TRG and I are going to be in Atlantic City the last weekend in July, or the last week in July, the last full week in July. 
and uh, going to be celebrating our anniversary again. And we are looking forward to meet and meet up with as many of you as possible. And certainly Nakatomi Tony is one of the people I'm looking forward to meeting. So I said, hey, NT, first observation. I always see no commission Baccarat and play bank. If the online casino has a bank commission, player is probably the easier money management choice. And that's true. I sometimes am spoiled by the fact that I see no commission Baccarat a great deal. I continued, I'm willing to believe in patterns at all if someone can quantify for me and write down how it all works. Until then, it's just looking at a cloud and seeing a dragon to me. It's guessing heads or tails based on previous outcomes. That's not what I do. I'm of the opinion that what you are suggesting can work. If I was going to deploy a daily approach using TRG2 to win one before I lost X strategy, if I was going to deploy that strategy... I would set the the X limit at five or six, not the seven I normally use in a real physical casino. The reality is that especially with Baccarat, it's hard to come back from minus six or seven units. Not impossible, just not easy. If I was trying to do this, I'd, I'd choke up on the bat a little bit, if you will. And I'll ramble a bit beyond that, beyond what you ask. I'd use TRG4, not TRG2. The one chance change increases your chance of getting one up and getting out early in the process. Another approach that has more upside is to play TRG4 until you are up four units. Four is more closer to one than it is to infinity. At that point, you can keep playing with three units and have your one unit profit for the day locked in. Play the three units per the first two wagers of TRG4 and keep locking up wins until the three units are gone. Bet one win, lock up the win. Bet one lose, bet two win, lock up the one unit profit. Bet one lose, bet two lose, done for the day. Keep me posted on what you do and how it goes, TRG. Now traditionally, this is now further uh, commentary. That's what this is, this is further commentary. Traditionally, historically, I'm not a fan of playing online. I got burned in the 90s by shady online casinos that didn't pay me, and I stayed away. We are in a different time. MGM isn't going to cheat anyone out of a payout. The online casinos are regulated at the state level, just like any other casino. As Nakatomi Tony correctly observes, since these casinos allow wagers much smaller than brick-and-mortar casinos, they provide an opportunity to learn and to test for small stakes. They provide a platform for building a bankroll from a starting point that wouldn't work in most physical casinos. I will also say that the potential for discipline problems seems very real to me. When the casino is whatever device you have available, it is always open, and it's going to be difficult, I suspect, for people to not play just one more session, or just play a little longer, or it's going great because I'm winning, etc., etc., etc. I've been sports betting for a couple months on my phone. Other than some bonus offers with an expiration date, I've limited myself to one bet per day on work days. I've kept to that so far, and I've been tempted many times to try to fix a Friday loss with a Saturday wager, or keep betting over the weekend because things are going so well. There's nothing wrong with betting over the weekend. It's just not the plan I created for dabbling in sports betting. And gambling well for me requires planning and sticking to the plan. So I said at the beginning that I was only going to do it Monday through Friday, and I'm only doing it Monday through Friday. But I see I see how it would be easy to go, oh, I lost. I was only going to make one bet today, but I lost, and there's still five games left. Let me go again. Again, if that's the plan you wrote down before you made the first bet, 
I don't have a problem with that, but that's not the plan I wrote down. That's not what I'm I'm trying to do. Great question, Nakatomi Tony. Thanks so much. Our next segment is a core concept segment. Be ready. We are going to jump into the deep end. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The core concepts of Casino Combat are well documented. I covered them in the early episodes in great detail. I wrote a blog post about them for the website. I taught them as part of the boot camp playlist on our YouTube channel. I'm planning to do version 2 in an upcoming episode as we start a new Casino Combat fiscal year. You need to be not just aware, in my opinion, I guess it's important that I say that, I really am trying to do more of that, everybody. I'm trying to dial back the professor part of this just a little bit. In my opinion, you need to not just be aware of the core concepts, you need to know them. You need to be able to write them down or explain them to someone in your own words. You need to internalize them if your goal is winning the game of casino gambling on a consistent basis. Let's consider that the preamble of the segment. And now we need the background information for those who are not informed or may need a refresher. One of the core concepts is to use a wagering system with progressive and regressive components, attributes. I I don't know, pick a word. You need those pieces from my experience, if you were going to, to have success. I don't know how to win if you do not respond to a loss or a series of losses by increasing your wager at some point. I call that a regressive wager. I also believe that after a win or a series of wins, you need to increase your wager to take advantage of statistically unusual winning streaks. I call that a progressive wager. There we go. That's the beginner stuff. That's the basics. All my wagering systems implement that idea in some fashion. TRG1, the original, the one, the only, the first thing I ever did that worked consistently uses a a short, basic, modified martingale and an up-as-you-win approach to implement those ideas. It was designed for and works well in environments where you can just bounce from table to table for short stays easily. TRG2, always be grinding. And its modification, TRG4, win more, keep more, are built for long grinds where table choices are limited. Negative exits don't usually happen quickly using those systems. Recovery from a series of losses happens often with those systems. And the great news for anyone new to all of this is that TRG2 and TRG4 have been tested by plenty of people and their results tend to match my results. This is repeatable by people other than myself. Those are also available in the TRG wagering systems playlist. You can watch me move the chips through each of the systems as I play simulated hands of blackjack using a computer application. They are all on the YouTube channel for the podcast. Those systems are money makers if you understand them and they make money whether it's blackjack, Bach, pass don't pass craps, doesn't matter. Any of those wagers, it does just fine. Quite frankly, it'll do just fine on even odd red, black, on roulette, but you're just giving away house advantage that you don't need to give away. It's not that it wouldn't work. 
It's just going to take more time and it's going to be less efficient and you're going to have more swings because the house's advantage is significantly larger. I see no reason once one of our core concepts is to make wagers with a very small house advantage. And while roulette is about the last one on that list, yeah, maybe if you got, if you can find single single green, one zero, okay, maybe. If you really love roulette, if the person you're with really loves roulette and that's all they want to play and they want to play as a tourist, that would work. That might be a reason to do that. The other wagering system I've created, TRG3 is in between there and it's an interesting beast. It brings the idea of progressive and regressive wagers and the proven winning Martingale strategy to the unit bankroll and buy-in levels of the process. It layers on top of one of the other wagering systems. It is not in addition to. And yes, in a perfect world, it would have either been TRG zero and explained as such or TRG 99 to leave me room to grow into it. But yeah, you hear about them the way I thought of them. This is a work in progress. Again, all basic stuff. Amazingly, Really amazingly, that's all just the beginner stuff at this point. Just understanding all that I just said is just the beginning part of things, and I've covered it at a very superficial level. TRG2 is covered in episodes 62 and 63. I've done Meta Martingale teaches several times, but episode 64 is a great example. I believe it's episode 85 where I taught TRG4, win more, keep more. I know it's in the description of the article, or the episode. I know it's in the episode notes. I look it up uh, Several times a week, actually. So there you go. If this is your first time, if you are new to all of this, those are the touch points to understand the basics. Have complete control of all of that. Be able to do all of that well. Be able to walk into a casino and play through the tiers of TRG1 or TRG2 or TRG4 with the Meta Martingale added in and walk out with a profit and be able to do that well and easily. Be able to do it with skill and muscle memory. Uh, mental muscle memory, if you will, before you try any of what I'm going to teach today. Today is about a very new, very advanced PhD level way of looking at the application of the Meta Martingale to the wagering process using the core concepts of casino combat. As I said, this is PhD level stuff. This is, I'm really good at this and now I'm looking to do it better. Also very powerful. In fact, I'm only going to look at the ideas and the mechanics of this today. Next episode, I'm going to look at the impact of this technique on tier credits and the pit boss's perceptions of you as a player. Yes, Mitch, you will want to take notes next episode. But this is a two-part presentation. And I am only going to do the mechanics and the techniques today. And I am going to do the implications of those techniques to other parts of the core concept next episode. All right, we did the preamble. We did the background information. We did some foreshadowing. Here's the story about the PhD technique that I want to teach you. I've been getting to know various independent casino hosts in various ways since I found out they existed several months ago. And one of them that I've started to trust said something directly opposite of what I've always been told or taught. He said, buy in big, make a bigger first bet. The pit boss will assume you are willing to wager and potentially lose all of what you bought in for, even if you don't plan to. Now, I've always heard, doesn't matter what you buy in with, it's average wager, time played, and house advantage on the wager. It doesn't matter if you buy in for a thousand, if you only make a few bets of $10 for a few hands. 
It doesn't change a thing in terms of your rating and tier points. That's what I've always been told. But this reputable, knowledgeable, independent casino host said, buy in big, make a big first impression. So I got to thinking about that advice for a bit. And I got to thinking about the fact that I don't flat bet. I'm not just going to bet $10 a couple times. I don't play short sessions from the house's point of view. Now, from my point of view, I break things up into air quotes tables by leaving until the end of a shoe or taking a break or recording results. And I treat that as a table. And yes, I rebuy and go up unit sizes and then down unit sizes. But the house sees that as one potentially hours long session. If I'm not, if I'm local or if I'm on a trip where there's only one casino, I'm, I'm not moving from casino to casino to casino. Yes, Atlantic City, Las Vegas, maybe Biloxi, maybe Tunica. We're doing some of that, but we're not doing that day in, day out. It's here are the six tables available and often all park at one. And I'm doing mental tables, but the house just sees it as me sitting there for several hours. So as a result of this thinking, I've started buying in with a bit more than the tier one buy-in and the tier two buy-in combined. That's almost triple my normal tier one start the day buy-in that I've been doing most of this podcast. And that caused me to see a new approach to the Meta Martingale application, to the use of the Meta Martingale. So let's get to the actual technique after I've bought in for the first two tiers. And the idea here is to treat, and I'm going to use these words a little bit interchangeably, and honestly, in my mind, they've become a little bit interchangeable. The idea here is to treat the tiers of the Meta Martingale like gears in a manual transmission on a car, a motorcycle, or a bicycle. I normally have three tiers in my Meta Martingale. So in this metaphor, my transmission has three gears. First gear is one unit, and obviously we have 10 10 wagers to back that up. Second gear, the unit size doubles, and I bought in with that money as well. Gear three, the third gear, which I'm not buying in with at the beginning, but you could, the unit size is multiplied multiplied by four. Winning one unit is easy, relatively speaking, and almost guaranteed. Winning infinity is impossible. If your positive exit goal is 12 tier one units, that is only six tier two units, and only three tier four units. I've always taught TRG3, the Meta Martingale, with a start in first gear, tier one, and only moving up tiers, which is to say from first gear, if you didn't win your 10 to 12 units, if you didn't hit a positive or negative exit, if you didn't hit a positive exit point, if you hit enough negative exits that you'd lost most of that tier one buy-in, then you go to tier two. And if you won your 10 to 12 units, then you could just drop back to tier one and you'd have your profit for what, for the day, for the session, for that time in the casino at the tables. And likewise, if you lost most of that buy-in, you would then go to tier three. And once again, if you win 10 to 12 units, you are pretty much back to where you started and you have the money you were looking for when you started the whole thing. You increase risk as you've had taken additional losses, that is a martingale concept, that is an ancient martingale concept, but is that the only way to do it? Is the only way to do that, that very rigid, structured layout where you're always trying to use more to get all the way back down to the bottom and you're not doing anything else? It's a very rigid structure, it's a very useful structure for beginners. I can't stress that part 
enough. Doing it very rigidly and methodically the way I've always taught it is hard enough. This is taking things a step beyond because the question then becomes, when I buy in with all the first tier money and all the second tier money, what if I start in second gear? When I was much younger, I used to drive uh, an old three-speed Ford when I was in high school. And I was able, with this three-speed gearbox and a little skill learned on the farm, to get that manual transmission to move the car forward, starting in second gear. It wasn't easy, but it was possible. And it was also not the easy way to get going very quickly. If you were trying to go as fast as possible, as quick as possible, that is not the gear you wanted to use to start the car forward. But it was really useful in snow. It was really useful in mud. If you happen to park in someone's yard at a party or something, it was a useful skill. Now, the opposite is true with the idea I'm giving you today. Starting in second gear, which is to say with a tier two wager size and stack of chips as your play stack, and then moving between the gears as things go, is very possible. And if things go well, you get off to a quick start very, very fast. And then you shift to first gear very quickly. You can also shift down to first gear and recover if the start is rough. If things go really poorly, you're going to need to put more money in the game and go to third gear. But again, perhaps only for a little while. Since I'm picking a table where I can play either of the three gears, this will be a very fluid from hand-to-hand process. So let me illustrate using TRG for win more, keep more. I'm going to use the proverbial $10 unit size as my base unit, as my first gear unit. And when I approach the table, instead of buying in with 10 units, $100, and keeping the $200 for tier 2 and the $400 for tier 3 in my pocket, I'm going to buy in for $300. Tier 1 and tier 2 buy-ins all done at once. Some of those chips are going to be green chips, often a chip color that doesn't get much play at a $10 table. And that will be important in the next episode. That will be important when we do part two. To start the game, my first bet is $20. Oh, I've made that bet a little bit larger that the independent casino host suggested. The first wager that the, the pit boss is going to see is a $20 wager. And he's going to see me move around, or she, see me move around for a while from there and then probably lose interest and walk away. And if I go back down to first gear, they're probably not noting the decrease unless it goes on for an extended period of time. My play stack is 200, then my wager is 20, my win stack is empty, and I have an extra $100 sitting away from the other stacks that's just the extra buy-in, it's backup money, it's part of the process at this point, but it is separate from my play stack of 10 $20 units. I'm trying to win between $100 and $120 and be done and get out either for the session or for the day. It's easier to win that at the Tier 2 level than the Tier 1 level because 1 is easier than Infinity. When I get to five or six second gear units in my win stack, I shift gears down to first gear by pulling $30 off the win stack and putting aside both the play stack, 10 units of $20 each, and the win stack. Let's call it $80. And it's $80 after I pull off those three chips. All of those chips now become the leave the table stack. 
That is the money that is coming out. We will finish the table with a profit. The question is how big a profit? I take the three first gear bets and they're the new play stack. And I leave the table with an eight unit profit no matter what, as I said. The amazing thing I see in testing is this. TRG4 plays really well with four chips as the play stack. If, a, if you lose a hand, win a hand, you have one more chip every two hands. If you lose two, win two, you constantly have four units to play with. I often build the new play stack up to six or eight units, as I said in the question segment. At that point, you can shift up if you choose to second gear and play with a larger unit size and continue to try to extend your win and increase your win. This is applying the progressive wagering technique to the unit size in game in a very measured and methodical way. We still have the profit locked in no matter what. And we've been adding to what we're taking home along the way. In theory, again, at six or eight tier two units in my play stack, I can shift gears again to the top tier and really extend my win if things are going well. And if you're going to do that, I strongly recommend make sure you've locked away a lot more than that original $80 win before you start committing more and more wins to the risk. Make sure it's a 50-50 kind of thing. At any point, if things don't go well, if that little bit of chips I've set aside to continue doesn't continue to win, then I leave the table and I have a nice win and, and I've accomplished what I set out to do. Now last week, and I've done it more than just last week, but last week I did this in a, in a really strong way. I set aside the leave the table stack of eight tier one units. I left the table at the end of the shoe, 24 tier one units ahead. I started quick in second gear, quickly downshifted, and then one through the end of the shoe with some bets back in the second gear, the second tier level at the end of the shoe. I left because the shoe was over and I had won much more than I needed to for the day. Quick start, downshift, really willing to walk away with the eight units, at least call it a session, if not call it a day, and then won a great deal more using exactly the technique that I'm talking about here. This technique also works in the opposite direction. If you get beat up early, and reach a negative exit point, you can record the loss, and then if the win stack and the extra $100 set to the side at the beginning is enough, you can just play again, starting again in second gear, and again, just trying to get up that small amount and then shift back down. Or if things go really sideways and you didn't have much of anything in the play stack, you can shift gears back down to first gear. Now we get the car started again, Play with the smaller unit size until you have enough chips to cl click into second gear. This would be you got back most of what you'd lost already and then quickly shift back down to first, to first gear again if you build a small win stack. Recovery in first gear to shift up to second. So at this point, I assume some of you are thinking, but what if it all goes badly? What if after several negative exits, I don't have enough of my first buy-in to start in either first or second gear? Well, that's when you take a break and buy in again with your tier three money. But again, since we can bet at this table any unit size, since I am not in my real life going into high limit now, I can still move around within the gears. I can bet any amount at this hypothetical table. We can, with just a few wins, shift down to second gear. And then if we win a few more, shift down to third gear, down to first gear, the smallest unit size. As, and as wins occur, there's no need at tier three to win back all of what we've won, just enough to shift down and shift down again and get a profit for the day. The idea is to 
as you eliminate part of the original loss, reduce risk, and increase longevity on the table by downshifting and continuing to look for the positive exit points from there. Again, let me illustrate with our $10 table. We lose eight units from the buy-in playing in second gear, then another six units in first gear trying to recover. That's $240 lost from the original buy-in of $300. $60 isn't enough to try again in any gear. Time to bring in the big guns, a $400 buy-in, a $40 unit size, and as you get ahead three or four units, that's $120 to $160, half or more than half of what was previously lost. Downshift to second gear, to the smaller unit size, win three or four units there, that's another 60 to 80 between $180 and $200 of the original loss recovered. Shift down a unit size again to win that last little bit, or take a small loss and a break, and basically start over back five paragraphs ago, and once again, try to win a few tier two units and shift down and play it out to the end and walk away with a profit. As I said, complex stuff. PhD level stuff. It's a grind that requires discipline and a willingness to basically start over if things don't go well. Grinds get tier credits. My time roll is almost infinity. I just want my day's pay when I'm finished changing gears. The one tip I will give you from experience would be this. Almost every time I get to the point where I would shift down and lock in a win and decide, okay, well, I'll just add one more chip to this win stack, and then I'll go into exit mode, I end up not getting that last unit and having to regroup and start over, or worse, take a negative exit. I've been working on this technique and testing it since before I went to Las Vegas. The biggest thing I'm teaching myself is to downshift the first time I think about it. With TRG4, win more, keep more, every bet you lose after the third makes recovery more difficult. If you go after one more unit with a play stack of 10 and a win stack of 6 and lose 5 bets in a row, you are either consolidating your stacks or st and starting over or making one more bet and reaching a negative exit point and a one unit loss with the exit. Those are the only choices you have at that moment. On the other hand, with a second gear play stack of 10 and a win stack of 6, you can push the original buy-in back Make the win stack the go-home stack at $90 and have $30 left to continue playing and trying to extend your win in first gear. Yes, 90 is less than the 100 or 120 goal that we set to start out with. And maybe you're on a trip and it's time to take a break and then play some more. In the big picture of the trip, making just a little bit less is no big deal. If you are doing daily gambling as I do, often if you step away, go to the bar, get an artisanal handcrafted root beer, and do your numbers and think for a few minutes, you will conclude that 90 is close enough to 100 and the casino will be open tomorrow when you return. Powerful technique, useful ideas, a lot of details there, a lot of stuff there to, to think through. Say it one more time, don't try this as the first step. This is the, I've got this, it's working. Now maybe I can be a little less robotic. Maybe I'm a little more comfortable with that bet size of starting at second gear, starting at tier two, but quickly dialing it back if I get a few wins early. I hope that makes sense. As always, email if you have questions. What's next? Uh, moment of casino wisdom. Somebody sound the alarm. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> that's the heart music. Uh, I think that's the heart music. Okay, cue Amy Farrah Fowler. 
casino wisdoms combine knowledge or information about how casinos work or gamblers behave in a casino with an action to be taken in certain situations. And I'd like to revisit casino wisdom number 22 today. And I'd like to continue the theme and take a PhD level look at always play your free slot play. At a beginner level, this is very, very easy, one of the easiest casino wisdoms to apply. If and when the casinos give you free slot play, and they love to give away free slot play, use TRG slot strategy number one and spend all the money through a machine while taking out all the winnings. Easy. Just FYI. That is covered in detail along with TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos in my free ebook, Casino Combat Slot Tactics, available in the Fred section of the Casino Combat website for download as a PDF, and that is free. There is no upsell there. I'm not trying to get your email address so that I can put stuff in your inbox. I'm not trying to do any of that. Do not be concerned that this is where the scam starts. He gets you to download something. It's just there. It's just free. Help yourself. So, really easy application. The casino gives you $10 in free slot play. You find a machine and make 10 $1 spins and take out whatever profits you get. Sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's a little, once in a while it's zero and that stinks. Or you could do 20 50 cent spins or four $2.50 spins or two $5 spins. Clearly there is a trade-off of some type between number of attempts and the chance to hit a good combination of symbols with a larger amount wagered. At five or $10 of free slot play, it probably really doesn't matter. I mean, that's my suspicion. Do it the easy way. Take the free money that it generates and move on through the process. But that little casino with the horse track has been giving me bigger amounts of free slot play. It keeps going up and I don't get why because I keep not gambling. But oh well, I also keep taking the free money. And so I started to think with bets of 50 cents, and $5 $5 available on a couple of the machines that I play, what is the best way to play, say, $50 in free slot play? Is there even a best way? Maybe there's not. Maybe it doesn't matter. Is something more more than just $10, $5, or $20, $2.50 spins available that might improve outcomes just a little bit over time? That's what I was interested in. And I thought there might be, so... I did what everybody's doing now. I asked ChatGPT the question and got a very typical large language learning model answer. I'm going to do my best. Here goes. ChatGPT said, It's important to note that gambling is a game of chance and there is no guaranteed way to win. However, we can provide some guidance on how to use the free slot play in a way that maximizes the chance of winning a profit. Assuming that the free slot play can only be used on a single machine, the best strategy is to make a series of small bets in order to cover as many possible winning combinations as possible. Here is a suggested approach. 1. Start by making the smallest bet possible, 50 cents for the first five rounds. This will use up $2.50 of the free slot play. If you have won anything in the first five rounds, continue making 50 cent bets until you have used up a total of $5. If you have not won anything, increase the bet to $1.50 for the next three rounds. This will use up an additional $4.50 of the free slot play. If you have won anything in the first eight rounds, continue making 50 cent bets until you have used up a total of $7.50. If you have not won anything, increase the bet to $2 for the next two rounds. This will take up an additional $4 of the free slot play. If you have won anything in the first 10 rounds, continue making 50 cent bets until you've used up a total of $10. If you have not won anything, increase the bet to $2.50 for the next one round. This will use 
use an additional $2.50 of the free swap play. If you have won anything in the first 11 rounds, continue making 50 cent bets until you've used up the remaining $2.50 of the free slot play. If you've not won anything, it is up to you whether to continue playing with your own money or to cash out. This strategy allows for a wide variety of winning combinations to be covered while also conserving the free slot play and increasing the chance of winning a profit. However, it is important to remember that gambling is always a risk and there is no guarantee of winning. Whoa. Okay. First up, two disclaimers. One at the beginning and one at the end. Not bad, chat GPT. Not bad at all. That's pretty good. Okay. But did you follow that? Does it sound doable? I guess I could print it out, take it with me to the casino. Maybe if I did it a few times, then maybe it would become easy to follow. Maybe that would work. Maybe if I went and did it and played through it, it's like if I explain TRG2 to you, it's very different than if I show it to you with chips, and it's very different than if you do it yourself with chips. Those are different levels. So maybe I could, maybe I should try to apply ChatGPT's strategy, but I'll be honest, I wanted something easier. Something that would give me more than 10 chances to win with $50 in free slot play, but would include a mix of larger bets and smaller bets. That's what I was trying to do. More bets across a range of things. So here is TRG's PhD application of TRG slot strategy one when given larger amounts of free slot play. And it's much simpler, I think, than ChatGPT's answer. Divide the amount of free slot play by five. Then divide that number in half. For our example, $50 divided by 5 is 10. Divided in half is 5. Now make 5 of each bet from $1 to $5. 5 at $1 is $5. 5 at $1.50 is $7.50. 5 at $2.50 is $12.50. 5 at $5 is $25. 5 plus 7.5 plus 12.5 plus 25 is 50. But instead of 10 spins out of $50, I got 25 spins. Unlike ChatGPT's approach, I can apply this easily with almost any even dollar amount received. And when I get free play that ends in $5, say $35 of free slot play, I can just do one $5 spin or two $2.50 spins and then divide by 30 by 5 and then by 2 and now I'm right back at it. It's even very easy to keep track of, at least for me. I just start by pressing through all the wager sizes starting from one. And I just think to myself, one, 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 one. Well, I hit each of the four buttons. Followed by two, 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 three, 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 four, 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 five, five, five. Done. Take the winnings and go home. The most important thing is remembering Casino Wisdom number 22 and always playing your free slot play. But there are more advanced ways to use what you are given and get more spins from the same amount of money while also making some larger wagers for a chance at a larger payout. Next up is a results statement. Let's take a look at two weeks of gambling. The first two weeks of May 2023, all local gambling. The MGM slot plays for free slot play, the local horse track for free slot play, and a free meal here or there, the local casino for free bets, luggage this month, an electric griddle, plenty of gift cards for groceries and big box stores, free meals if I want them, etc., 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 etc. Bigger picture. I started the month coming off a horribly large loss combined with some big expenses, a big tax payment that hit the reserve funds hard after paying the expenses, and some real challenges to my mindset and confidence. And let's spell confidence with a K. Why not? 
So I do want to thank those of you who checked in to say that you understood, that you still thought things I've taught had been valuable, to make sure I was doing okay, to offer words of encouragement, etc., etc. And I really was fine, folks. Uh, maybe a little bit of drama, dramatic effect there. I also want to thank those of you who said episode 113 was special, unique, one of the best things I've ever done on both topic topics. It's nice to understand people are listening, they're connecting. I'm not just background noise. Very grateful and appreciative for all of that. So as I started the month, the question became, when this was easy, how were my pockets set up way, way, way back a year ago or whatever? How was I, what was different? And finally, I arrived at something that I've said before to all of you, and I realized that that's exactly true. It was exactly correct when I said it. It was exactly true as I started the month. And that is this. I was telling myself, if you always do what you've always done, you will always get what you've always got. And I did. I set my pockets properly for what had always worked, and I went to work. Click. Done. Problem solved. Ten days of mental turmoil solved just like that. And it's so freaking easy. And it is so freaking hard all at the same time. But very literally, that became my calming mantra. That became my focusing mantra. Just always do what you always have done and you will get what you always got. And I did. Every day, a day's pay or more, I got the comps, I got the gifts, I got back on track. And this is a boring two weeks. Not a hot lot of highlights. No strange characters. Not a lot of funny stories. But I did get to hang out with my friend the Walking Wikipedia and play some cards with him. And I ran into Proud Papa and had a nice conversation with him. Honestly, that actually, you know, that is a highlight worth talking about. It's only gambling adjacent at best, but what the heck. Let's do that and make it about gambling. Because it really was nice, neat, unique, interesting. Let me remind you how Proud Papa, let me remind you who he is and how we met. Years and years and years ago, more than a decade ago, I was sitting at a blackjack table at my local casino and myself and another player in the pit boss were all discussing amateur wrestling and how our sons were doing during the season. And a gentleman I didn't know leaned into all of us and said, my son's a wrestler too. And so we all said, oh, sorry, didn't mean to exclude you. What, what age group is he in? Is he someone we would know? And he said, no, he's a good bit older than your son's. Here's a picture. And he pulls out his phone and shows us a picture of a major WWE professional wrestler. And Proud Papa has this big, huge grin on his face, and we are all appropriately impressed. Going forward, Proud Papa and I often played blackjack together. He would always ask me to join him in games, convinced that we had good luck playing together at the same time. Over time, I heard more about his son and his backstory and things from when, you know, his son was little. And Proud Papa himself eventually appeared on WWTV in various angles, as they call them, even being in the ring a time or two and being a focus of some stories. Now, Casino Wisdom number 98 teaches us when gambling with celebrities, you are both just gamblers until you make yourself a fan. And I always keep that in focus. Proud Papa and I are casino friends. We are gambling and drinking buddies. I don't ask for selfies. I don't ask for autographs. I just hang out with my friend and sometimes we talk about our jobs and our kids. And I get little inside pieces of information. Anyway, I was at a local gambling show uh, a few weeks ago. Someone my son's wrestled with has become a professional wrestler, and I try to go and support him when I can. 
Proud Papa happened to also be at this event, and he is understandably a major celebrity at those events. His son is a major WWE star, and he himself has been on TV and in the ring. Lots of people want to talk to him. Lots of people want to get pictures. They want to get autographs. They want to do all those things. He didn't see me, and I didn't put myself in the fan zone by working my way into his circle just to say, hey, we happen to be in the same room at the same time. I knew I'd see him some point in the future, and I did. I ran into him as he was leaving the casino, and I was walking in, and we exchanged greetings, and I said, hey, I saw you last weekend at the wrestling show, and he said, why didn't you stop by? And I said, you know, I knew we'd run into each other. I knew we'd talk about the show. I I didn't want to take time away from your fans. They were keeping you really busy. And he was telling me that he's close to one of the new wrestlers. And I said the same thing about the wrestler I know. And he asked if I was at the show the week before because Jerry the King Lawler had been there. And I said no, but I'd heard he'd had a stroke. How was he doing? And found out that no, he was fine. He'd recovered well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Proud Papa asked if the young squire was still wrestling in any way. And I said no, he'd moved on to the game of business. And we had a nice conversation. As a pro wrestling fan myself, it's fun to be just a tiny bit inside the business and hear those behind the scenes things from someone who's there and experiencing them. It's also a reminder that our Casino Wisdom number 98 is correct. I've met NBA stars, Gamble with TV and movie stars, WWE stars, MMA stars. ECE has met Kelsey Grammer and Megan Kelly. A wonderful little part of the casino lifestyle can be getting to know celebrities in a different way than a lot of people get to. And that's a great takeaway from this two weeks of gambling. The gambling was basic and boring. I just hung out with my friends, some of whom are minor celebrities, and made money. Fun lifestyle. When it's all said and done, I'm off to a good start for the month. I won about 11 days pay in nine visits to my local casino. Simple, basic, hanging out with my friends and making money. All right, big, 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 big news next in the virtual VIP lounge. I cannot wait. Let's go. This is going to be a surprise. A little bit of the bubbly. Welcome to the most must-listen-to segment in casino podcasting, the virtual VIP lounge. Our lounge is awesome. We have the best virtual everything virtually all the time. We have craft beers and artisanal sodas as well as locally handcrafted pop. We have all the best adult beverages and both still and sparkling water. Our dueling robot chefs will make you virtually anything you would like to eat. VIP lounges are for hanging out with old friends and making new friends. Today, my friends, grab something to make a toast with. Truly, if ever there was a time to press pause and be ready to raise a glass, this is it. I did pop a bottle and pour a little bit of the bubbly for myself. (laughs) Well, a little bit of the bubbly. I I poured a lot of bit of the bubbly for myself. If I opened the bottle, I'm going to finish the bottle. Um, I'm going off brand here. The story about the story comes last. The story itself is that important. Please, real or virtual, raise your glass And join me in toasting Inner Circle member, East Coast Emissary, fourth to the ring, as I award him the first ever doctorate in casino combat. He is now Dr. ECE PhD, which may get shortened from time to time, but if we call him ECE in person, he is certainly welcome to correct us and say that he is Dr. ECE. What an amazing accomplishment. Congratulations, my friend. Well done. Well deserved. You took something I talked about just a little bit 
and you executed and you have earned this doctorate in every true sense of the word. The story after the announcement, I guess. I've been aware for some time that there are levels of understanding to all of this. I've talked about it at various points. I've talked about it a lot today. I talked and taught a lot more advanced things today and not as many beginner things. The old saying that I've taught some of you everything you know about gambling, but not everything I know about gambling is certainly true. There are nuances. There are subtleties that I can and would share in person that would just be so far into the details that I don't think it would make good t- content. And some of it's stuff that would create confusion rather than clarity for a beginner. And as I am always about clarity and pretending to be brief, I don't want to do that to any of you. I've joked a couple times about granting a, granting a degree in casino combat. But this is not a joke. This is not a bit. This is not shtick. Dr. ECE, PhD, legitimately earned this degree. When I came back from Vegas, he emailed me to say he had something he needed to demonstrate to me, a spreadsheet he'd been working on. It took me a bit to get back to it, and he had to bump me and remind me, but we had a great video call, and he demonstrated a spreadsheet, an automated app that he had created that allowed a player to quantify risk, bankroll, time roll, and exit goals for the session, then enter outcomes. The spreadsheet then calculates the process of increasing or decreasing your unit size and table buy-in based on the parameters that you put in to start the session. ECE had documented and automated a process that I've always done mentally, and since spreadsheets are better at math than I am, it gives you more detailed insights into what is going on. ECE added ideas and consideration that I had never attempted to quantify and automate. As we continued our conversation just about gambling in general, it was clear that he was doing a lot of the little things that I do, but have never mentioned, either in person or in an episode. The subtleties, the minor adjustments to play. I left the conversation impressed with what he had created but also with the realization that with ECE, I had someone who understood the material I had created as well as I do. In some cases, better than I do. Maybe differently is a better word there. Not necessarily he understands it better, he understands it differently. He brings another point of view. And I realized that he had the ability to challenge my thinking and expand my knowledge and skills as the result of that. And I had that thought, and I went to work and decided to look at the spreadsheet when I got home. A short time later, he sent me an email and said, you've mentioned in the past that there are PhD levels of knowledge in the podcast. Consider that my doctoral thesis. And I think he perhaps was kidding a little, but he shouldn't have been. I really gave that some serious thought. What would a thesis for a doctorate in casino combat look like? What would the criteria be to receive the degree? What ECE had presented me was exactly what it would look like. He clearly not only understands the material, he had extrapolated from the material. He had iterated on the material. He had expanded my understanding of the material in useful and interesting ways. As the day went on, I kept seeing, and I should say thinking, I guess, but I kept perceiving new ways to look at what he had presented, new offshoots of what he had done. The idea that maybe we should look at automating other pieces of the process or that for each of us, that automation could be unique and different because of how we 
look at, interpret, and implement all the core concepts of casino combat. I realized that if I applied the same standards to other listeners that I was applying to his presentation, I could think of at least one other listener that I'm sure would qualify for this degree if they decided to present the idea that I'm thinking of. And it was their idea, not mine. And I use it all the time. Brilliant. There are other people eligible. So a doctorate in casino combat is possible. The criteria are rigorous and well-defined, if not completely public, because that would make it too easy. If you are so inclined, you are welcome to apply and present your thesis for consideration. And if you are saying, but I don't know what to present or how, kindly, politely, you are just not yet a candidate. You're just not there yet. And that is fine. Being in the game of casino gambling and living a casino lifestyle is possible without a PhD. All you have to do is implement. You do not have to iterate or expand. But for those of you that do want to understand it at that level, present your thesis, audio, video, conference call, written paper. Let's have a conversation in some way, even if it's written by email, and you are welcome to submit something that you think would earn you a doctorate of casino combat by understanding things at the level that ECE does, at a level that earned him the first doctorate in casino combat. Please, tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If you have a host, tip your host. Remember your wisdoms, everybody. Don't tip away your wins. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. In 10 years, we may find out I was wrong about all of this. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it. It don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. And here is the best part of the podcast. should probably play alone i know the house has that advantage but that's part of the thrill if we follow the core concepts the chips begin to spill so baby here-